0: Ahoy, and welcome to the Open Journal Blogcast. Here, we're gonna be talking about mental health and all things related. That includes illness, wellness, stigma, and support, and most importantly, some of your very own personal stories. We're gonna be covering projects, campaigns, education, starting conversations, and looking at some of the tools that support our wellbeing as well. I'm Mike, and while I'm being mindfully mindless, hopefully myself and my amazing guests We'll be able to show you you're not alone out there. These are not real people, they do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves, I just shut down.
1: So many people suffer from mental illness.
0: To get the word out that men have got to start talking.
1: So I told everything and her face dropped.
0: A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation so they can appreciate, yeah. You know. It's
1: difficult dealing with our minds and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this,
0: this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Open Journal. I hope you're having a great week. Hope things are good for you at the moment. We have just had. Well, actually, I'm recording this just before the bank holiday weekend, but I'm going to assume I'm going to cross my fingers. We've just had a lovely bank holiday weekend. Um, the weather is meant to be nice, so I feel kind of confident-ish in saying that. Um, but yeah, our weather seems to have changed, which I think is is really nice as we. i I feel like we're going into spring but we're actually going into summer now um the year is cracking on very very fast um so yeah it's nice to be able to kind of get outside a little bit more that's uh, it's good news it definitely follows into follows into leads into some of the conversations we're going to be having today i'm absolutely delighted to tell you that hannah is back with us today um we spoke it feels like not that long ago maybe a month ago um probably longer though. But Hannah is back and today we're going to be talking about weddings and our respective weddings um, that are coming up this year. So uh both my Hannah both Hannah and myself are getting married, not to each other, but we are getting married to our respective partners later on this year in August. Um so it's really nice to, to sit down and actually have the opportunity to talk through planning a wedding at the moment um and kind of looking forward to that but also some of the challenges um and some of the struggles and difficulties that have come with that for us personally because of this year but also because of our experience with mental health illnesses and symptoms um so it's really interesting and really lovely just to be able to sit down and have a kind of a very genuine and open conversation with Hannah and talk through some of the stuff that we're thinking that we're looking forward to um and given that we're both looking at a very very similar timeline as well um so there is in fact just a, a day between our wedding so really exciting stuff a lovely conversation a massive thank you to Hannah for coming on and being so open uh and speaking about um the plans and preparations to to go towards uh her very special day with charlie so a massive thank you to to hannah for coming on and sharing those i really hope you guys enjoy this episode but i've got to be honest i don't care if you don't (laughs) um i i just i really loved this was an amazing conversation to sit down with hannah and have it's a slightly longer episode um because we just did keep on talking um but i do i hope you enjoy this i hope it shows kind of those open conversations that you can have with people it's about finding the the right people in your circle to be able to speak to um but yes i i love this conversation massive thank you to hannah for for coming on and for for being part of of this very cool conversation um as always if you're interested in being a guest on the podcast in the future um to speak about mental health, well being, things related. You can find information on the website which is openjournalbc.com. What more can I say? I can't. Um it's like I say, it's a longer episode. I hope you enjoy it. This was amazing. I look forward to having another conversation with Hannah nearer the time when we hopefully feel even more confident about the things <laughs> and the timelines that are happening. Um but yeah, I love this. I hope you enjoy it, and I look forward to speaking to you again very soon. I've got something that we can jump in from. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah. How's your day been?
1: Yeah, fine. Um, I've been working from home today, which has been nice because I'm back in the office um, a few days a week, oh,
2: okay.
1: uh, which is working quite well for me actually. I'm enjoying the balance of both. Um, quite. A lot but you know I'm not somebody I don't feel I need a lot of social interaction all the Mm. time especially Mm. when I'm busy I'm very happy to just sit and crack on quietly or put my headphones in and that will be me for the day and that's fine um but I do you know I remember deep dark lockdown and also when I was freelance as well and I was on my own because when my partner was going in um and I was so bored and so just isolated um I know so many people have struggled with that particularly those who live on their own so yeah I'm very lucky to have a good a good sort of mix
0: that's yeah that's really not I'm still I'm still home working um and I'm I'm I think we're 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 at the stage now if we really want to go in we can do um but there's like (laughs) there's no one there so it's all I'm just going to sit on a laptop somewhere else which is point yeah
1: that's the difficulty um, isn't it it's actually are you going back to the same environment with your friends and your colleagues they're probably not and that's really mm. difficult because you can go back but it's not how you imagine it no. or
0: how, uh, I think because that's it, the it, thing that's in my mind of like I'd really like kind of like you're describing that idea of to have like a day a day and a half maybe two days a week where you're going into kind of into work um or going somewhere and i think that then gives balance to the time that you're at home being really focused um because that's what i noticed when i was it was it october i can't remember um where i I was going in for one day a week and that's that kind of structure worked really nicely like you had that little bit of time to see a couple of people on the friday do your team meeting and stuff and it felt like there was a bit of a structure whereas at the moment just being at home all of the time um yeah I'm I'm ready for a little bit more social (laughs) not too much more but a little bit more (laughs) oh dear yeah it is it's weird and it's like now we're like we're gonna sit down and talk about weddings today like I've had literally I think two two conversations where I've briefly mentioned it within work staff because we've not had or I haven't been able to attend an actual proper team meeting where we've sat down and had like a, a kind of a well-being check-in um everything's like so time pressured at the moment and it feels really weird because in the last um I don't know about you but in the last what we uh, five six in the last six weeks I think it feels like everything has kind of jumped further forward and i'm now like oh i am getting married uh and i think before that it just felt yes. like everything is so postponed or uncertain or i'm hoping <laughs> like this is what's going to happen um yeah. and so since april it really feels like there's that step further forward where yep okay some things might look a little bit different not 100 percent sure on that but this is gonna happen and probably it's gonna look like this
1: yeah yeah i'm with you on that i mean Certainly what you're saying about things sort of suddenly being put in the diary and we've gone from not being able to do really anything at Mm -hmm. all to being able to then gradually eat and sit outside, which is fine. But I'm much like you in that I don't want too much social at once. And I get mm-hmm. I get overwhelmed quite easily and quite quickly mm-hmm. um, in terms of like sensory overload and things like that. So <laughs> it's gone from, yeah, very little going on and lots of wedding planning in the background. to so it being like, right, there are three hen in my diary, two dress fittings, a makeup trial, a nail appointment. Like all of this stuff has suddenly gone in. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, we have three months to go. Yeah. That time gone.
0: It's just, oh, it's so, it, 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 yeah, it is so weird. Um, because yeah, in my head, I would like that. I'd like to be, um, like it's six months away. Everything is planned, and it's just some last minute stuff to sort out. And like you say, it's now, um, yeah, it's like three months. Is it three months? Yeah, I think it's three months. Um, and. You're like well, we're just confirming some of these bits, and we're looking at this, and I think we we've sent out um we've sent out most of our invitations. I've still got a couple I need to sort out this week um it yeah, oh it's just it, it like it's a sudden jump to to get things going, and yeah. ah, like mentally get your head around it is a big <laughs> thing, I think
1: it is, but also it's still that uncertainty, isn't it you touched on it earlier just because there's three months to go now it doesn't necessarily mean that much of it is actually that much more certain there is absolutely still the possibility that we could be told that we have to have 30 people or even 15 or Mm. that we can't do this and we can't do that so it's like okay uh, you know much like you our invitations have gone out to 80 plus people Mm. Um, there there absolutely still could be the possibility that in a month or two months time or even even closer to the wedding Mm. that, that we're having to adapt and change things again and that is a scary concept but I'm kind of just well one hoping for the best and two just kind of going with it you know we can't do much about it if we have to change our plans we will um Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what we agreed um we said that we would wait for Boris's roadmap announcement before we made a decision on what to do Mm -hmm. um so that's what we did. We waited until then and planned very little and then of course he said June 21st. Um and we're August 21st. So we thought okay, that gives us a bit of leeway. Let's go for it. But then it was kind of like okay, what happens if we can't? And we both agreed wherever we are on August 21st, we will be married on that day providing it's legal. Um however it looks, we will get married on that day. Um And that's taken quite a bit of a weight off in a way, because as much as the day may not look how we've imagined or how we've planned even, it will happen. Um, And at the end of that day, we'll be married. And that's what I'm trying to focus on, but it's still so hard. (laughs) It
0: is. It's just, I think I've, I've, in a positive way, I've started to hold on to that idea that, um, yeah, having the same same timeline as you, with the day before. Um, is yeah. <laughs> nearly the same day. Is is looking at that idea that there is a bit of a gap. So, I was a bit concerned that oh, if that um uh June twenty first is pushed, what happens if that's pushed back two yeah. weeks or four weeks? Yeah. Um, and it's knowing that we're kind of we're far enough back that I think even if that date does change will still be kind of after whatever date that is
2: yeah
0: um and I think it's in my mind in terms of I guess like regulations I feel like those might change in the winter and so I think yes. we are we're quite safe because they will want that period where either you're able to do everything or at the very least you're able to do most things I um agree. Yeah. so I think we're in we're in the best possible time
2: yeah
0: um so I kind of I've held on to to that yeah
1: um I agree I, I do wonder if I mean we've discussed between us here whether um our weddings will be sort of in between restrictions if Mm. that makes sense because I'm with you I think winter could be potentially quite difficult again for lots of people um I know we've got vaccinations and stuff but it's always difficult anyway with flu isn't it so um I think there's definitely the possibility that things could become a bit more difficult in winter um they're easing now so I wonder if our weddings yeah will be sort of in between restrictions
0: yeah I think it's, it's so hard to tell isn't it I think um I think there's a good possibility of that but I also think it's I don't know I feel like it's unlikely they'll want to go back to a full lockdown once that once you've come out of that I think it's really hard to go back into it and we've seen how hard it is in the fact that the, the kind of the subsequent lockdowns we've had after the first one was so delayed and even the first one was so I think yeah. they'll be really reluctant to do that again um yeah but like we've said it, it's when you're planning a big event so for us it's a wedding but for someone else it, it could be something else um mm-hmm. it's really difficult to know the scale of what you can do like we've had the um the the same mindset as, as you in that we've sort of said yep yeah, we're we're going to get married on the 20th and and that's it so the, it's it's just the kind of okay. i guess the event around it changes but the, that that yeah. doesn't yeah um but yeah, scaling down from I think we've got I think ours is I think ours is ninety people for food and a hundred and ten or twenty um for like the the kind of the evening. Yeah. Um and we're in a venue that is I think it's a two hundred and fifty capacity. Oh, so that's pretty so good. So we know that there's kind of space, um, so that if there are those slight rule changes that we're okay um and it's mostly i said we're in i keep getting in trouble for calling it a gazebo um (laughs) it's in like a big tenty thing i can't think what they're called yes that's the one (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah we're in we're in one of those in a lovely bit of kind of open um space so the sides can be lifted up so there's kind of um hopefully some extra i feel like it's mostly for my mentality of not wanting to be in a closed space which has been helpful in thinking oh there might be people that are coming that um might be concerned or worried about um kind of the space we're in as well so i have to admit i haven't had to worry too much about guests because i feel like i'm probably the one that's thinking about it the most yeah i think it is (laughs) it is keeping it in mind is like it's potentially a big change for for your guests as well for people that are coming along are they going to be comfortable to be in that enclosed space with people um and yeah who knows what what the rules will be at the time i think is it at the moment you're discouraged from dancing i think at the moment i think that then changes on the 21st um so it's just yeah it's like oh okay but will people be comfortable with that what are the options for them to attend but not participate in stuff and it's yeah Yeah. it's a challenge there's so many things to think about
1: i agree particularly for um older guests you know grandparents especially or people with an underlying medical condition um you know if any one of our guests sort of said to us i don't feel comfortable attending a mass event yet Mm. um I would absolutely be inclined to say that's totally fine. Um, because you know, there's so much to think about, isn't there, when planning a wedding. But actually, yeah, you're right. There may be people who aren't so comfortable yet with attending mm. um an event of that scale or anything at all. You know, if you think like my grandma, for example, she's barely been out at all for, well, over a year now and she's had both her vaccines and she's still so anxious about it. Um mm. And I get that. I totally get that. So I can imagine how that difficulty arises.
0: Yeah, it's it's. Yeah. I mean, I'm I can say I'm very fortunate in that we have we've been invited to my friend's wedding that is has been postponed twice, Um, but their new date is the week before ours um so I've I've managed to there's been a lot of time wangling um I've managed to get the day off work
1: and I was like
0: um (laughs) it's really good because it's going to be my test wedding of like (gasps) let's go and there'll be loads of people it's got all the formality but it's not about us so if it does get a bit much you can kind of step away and it's not really a big deal um so that's I mean I will not be relying I will put other stuff in place before then but it's quite nice to know actually to have like the week before uh that you've kind of got uh, hopefully they're not listening uh a test <laughs> a test wedding to to kind of go to and sort of see what it feels like being in that type of environment
1: yeah completely and you, you touched on it there I wanted to ask you actually um because I know we have similar concerns in a lot of ways how are you feeling mentally about everything?
0: Um, I oh, Lots of different things. I think I feel reassured in the stuff we've kind of gone over with the restrictions. I feel quite positive around. I know probably what these are going to be. So that sort of settles me around yeah. that concern. Um, I think we've guessed the same thing. I think you never know. But I feel like I'm yeah. I'm uh worrying about a few things and conscious of a few things so there's probably not going to be a guest that is worrying about something that I'm not aware of so that makes me yeah. feel good as well in terms of being keyed in but yeah like being ev- anything being unconfirmed at this stage like makes me worry um thinking about on the day like the the number of people and being around that many people still feels yeah. super super weird um like the the only place I'm really going that's got any people is when I go to the supermarket and I'm going in I am I would say I'm still quite purposeful with yeah. what I'm doing so um we a couple of times we've gone to um like a, uh, a shopping area near us yeah. and um I'm fine all the time it's like these are the shops we're going into we're looking for these things to get and that's it but the idea of just like browsing yeah um I still find really really difficult and I noticed very quickly I go there's now not really a per why am I here um and I think I just I can't tell what I'll feel like on the day as to whether uh, I'll feel like I think this I think it'll be fine for the ceremony because I feel like there's a purpose there's a reason we're here yeah I think it will be the kind of the later on in the day where there's a possibility that that starts to feed into well we now this bit isn't essential like we've done the bit we've got married actually this bit isn't essential why so I'm hoping that doesn't kind of kick in and that spiral doesn't happen but I'm aware there's a possibility um that's still my mindset at the moment so I think Um, like we talked briefly last time about kind of testing yourself and having those like mini exposures almost of um, like going to social spaces where there's not necessarily I'm not coming here to buy something and leave I'm just gonna be here I feel feel anxious saying it I'm just gonna be here for a little while for no reason
1: yeah Um, and leave when you want to because yeah it's your wedding you're there as almost like a test run like you say so Mm. if you did feel really so uncomfortable you could leave and try again another time which I've absolutely done with the supermarket even um I think I mentioned it last time I was on the podcast I went to the supermarket same one I go to every time and I had a panic attack um so I did what I could and did a bit of a um I don't know the word random shop let's say Mm. I wasn't with it went home and then I came back the next day and I was fine (laughs) um so I think you're right it's having the opportunity to do those things and then not have a major impact sort of day to day on as in you don't need to be there
0: Mm. yeah it's a weird one isn't it because I you sort of uh, it's almost elements of having distractions like I've noticed I think I feel uh, not all the time, but more relaxed when if you're talking or interacting with someone, rather than if you're quite focused. Say so, like the times when I've got into shops with Laura and yeah. we're there because she's looking for something. It's like yeah, but I'm not looking for something, so I don't need to be here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can wait outside. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I don't know, and I think I'm uh, I'm I'm hoping that gradually over the next 3 months there'll be um there'll be opportunities to do things where you start to have more kind of social interactions you get used to um being in a few different indoor spaces or being around a few different people and kind mm-hmm. of building up to that um yeah so yeah it's definitely a journey um right. but yeah it, it's it's a weird one because it's not something Uh, it's not something that I was particularly aware of or affected by pre-pandemic so it's a different kind of worry or concern and it's weird because you feel like oh this isn't it doesn't feel like something that's been exaggerated it wasn't a thing that was there before
1: yeah that's so difficult that really is so difficult Um, it's interesting to hear your sort of perspective on it because i'm kind of i i feel very much the same as you but mm. the opposite way around um which i think <laughs> is really interesting because i feel absolutely fine about everything following the ceremony uh um, oh, okay i feel okay about the reception um our venue are amazing they really are um and it's so beautiful and i'm i feel genuinely you know excited about that the ceremony I'm absolutely terrified about um <laughs> so it's interesting to hear how we're sort of opposite in that way but I think mm. it's more I think it's do with at the reception and you know you're having your photographs taken and you're talking to this person and that person and then you're eating and then you're listening to speeches you know assuming everything can go ahead And I feel like that distraction is there a lot of the time. And I can imagine that it flies by and that you're either talking to people or dancing or doing whatever you're doing. For the ceremony, though, I feel like the idea of standing there at the front for an hour or so, really terrifying. Um, I can't necessarily pinpoint why, but I think it's about engagement like you sort mm. of touched on then if i'm really engaged and focused on what i'm doing i'll be fine I'm not saying i won't be at my marriage ceremony but it you know it just worries me that i might not be as engaged but i don't know why i feel like that
0: it's not always obvious is it until sometimes you've got you like you've got that insight that this might happen but you don't necessarily know why yeah. i think one of the one of the reasons why i think my approach to the ceremony is quite different to later on in the day as well is having been married before so the the ceremony means something quite different to me um than it would otherwise I think um and is something that I'll find if I find it difficult I'll be finding it difficult not because of anything to do with kind of covid or worrying about that it'll be more to do with kind of existing uh, difficulties around relationships and um, kind of having a failed marriage already and kind of trying again that's going to be more and I think because I've come to terms with that because that's more of a longer established history um, yeah. I think that's one of the ways in which like the last year has almost been a positive for me in regards to the wedding because it's a distraction. Um, yeah so it's like oh there's these other things to think about or there's these other things to work out and kind of draw attention away um has been has been probably of benefit i think to to the ceremony side um Mm. and like you realizing that, that very quickly the ceremony is over um and actually there's i'm i'm so excited for the getting married part yeah that's the bit I really want to be present for Whereas, like I'm sure the rest of it would be great but I'm just in in retrospect I'm not that fussed it's that it's that those kind of 20 minutes or half an hour that are really kind of about us saying our stuff and, and doing our stuff is really what
1: matters yes I think you've absolutely just pinpointed it there actually um And this is why coming on the podcast and talking to you about things is so useful, because I realise things as I'm talking to you, (laughs) which (laughs) is great. Um, But you, yeah, that has helped, actually, because I think that that probably is why my anxiety at the moment is surrounding the ceremony, because I want to be present for it um, very much so. And I don't want to be thinking about that I'm anxious about. I don't know falling over or that I've not eaten enough or you know whatever it might be and I know that you know at the reception I can take myself up to the toilet I can pop outside I can nip to our accommodation and I have lots of options and I think that's why I'm less worried about it but the significance of that ceremony is so huge that I want to be totally present for it and not thinking about every other thing that I'm normally thinking about basically in terms of an anxious thought trail so it's I think for me it's working out how to not do that basically mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's difficult I remember um when I was getting married last time we had a my sister's uh boyfriend at the time turned up I think this I think we would just started the ceremony and turned up but the way we were set up was like everyone was facing the door um so he had to sort of he came in and then turned around and went back around to come in a different door um so there will always be something on the day that yeah. just doesn't go to plan um and i think like this time round we have um my concern is that um, my dad lives in spain yeah. um so we're not 100 percent sure whether he'll be able to come or not um so kind of crossing my fingers that it looks like he will be able to um but he's got some concerns around kind of isolating and doing the i think at the moment it's still 10 days or two weeks um as to how they would be able to do that and things like that so um but for me that's as difficult as that is that's their decision as to whether or not they do that it's not like there are no flights you're legally not allowed to fly
2: um
0: so it's yeah it's trying to it's trying to cut down but realize there are going to be there's going to be something that doesn't quite go to plan or doesn't go as you'd expected it yeah um and accepting that i guess as as part of the day
1: yeah it i think it's knowing what you can control and what you can't you know Mm. you You can't really control whether your dad is able or chooses to come on. Like you said, that's totally down to him and the the situation at the time. Um, So you're right. I think it is letting go of those things that, you know, you can't control. And I mean, you may know this already about me. I like to think about what I can control, classic Mm. anxiety thing, and have something in place. You know, I've got backup plans in my head for every scenario (laughs) (laughs) Um, that could possibly happen but I'm sure like you say there will still be something that I haven't thought of or that happens on the day and I just so hope that we are just so joyful and having the best time that it's like water off a duck's back um that's really what I'm hoping because we are so excited and you know I've been with my fiance for 10 years next year childhood sweethearts and all of that jazz um and it is it's so exciting but I just I think my anxiety is more about my anxiety getting in the way like right Mm. now I'm in recovery so they say and I'm doing okay day to day generally speaking and I've just got in my head that I'm suddenly going to relapse on my wedding day and that I'm going to be thinking about I don't know everything Mm -hmm. um and I think that's where the anxiety comes from. It's not actually about what could happen on the day. It's about me feeling anxious on the day if that makes sense. Mm.
0: Mm. yeah i can i can I can understand how how you might have that kind of insight. I think it's it's really difficult, isn't it? I guess there's that side of to some extent you're never gonna know until the day, but yeah. also I guess utilizing like you have experience with um with your symptoms and with your illness of um when they play maybe when they play more effect on you um and equally like how to manage those and i th- i think or i guess i hope that um kind of having an uh having a, a timeline in your head kind of also means that you can think about uh, maybe some of the things that can support you in the lead up to that and on the day um, hopefully everything's lovely but if it isn't what are the things I could have around me on the day that might help me or
1: yeah. um,
0: support me in that situation as well
1: yeah it's knowing yourself isn't it it's absolutely mm. knowing yourself um, and that's sort of what I meant about you know controlling everything that you can control It's it is having snacks on you and wearing comfortable shoes and Giving certain bridesmaids certain jobs, um, mm. and I've told my fiance that he needs to put biscuits in his top pocket and tissues, um, <laughs> and <laughs> and having that emergency kit of safety pins and God knows what else. Um, so I feel well planned mm. in a way. I in a way, Mike, as ever, I am my own worst enemy <laughs> um, because I've I've you know I've done it all. I've planned it all. I know what to do in that event you know I'm I'm good now at preventing panic attacks I haven't had one for a few years now purely through managing it basically mm. uh, and knowing myself and knowing my symptoms and when they rise and what makes it worse like you say and what to do so the chances of that happening are actually quite slim mm. um so it yeah it's me being my own worst enemy and underestimating my, underestimating myself a little bit as well because I know what to do. You know, I've had 20 21 years of PTSD. I know it now, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um I know what's going to happen if anything. I know what to do in that event. So I think in a way it's that trust in yourself which is so common um in people with PTSD. There's a real lack of trust in yourself and knowing that you can look after yourself is something that I've really had to work on in therapy and things like that. Um And I think really that's what it comes down to is trusting myself, but also those around me that I know what to do, that they will support me. And if I get anxious on the day, one, fine. Mm. It may well happen. But two, I'll know what to do. Mm. Doesn't stop me worrying, though, does it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) Definitely not. Story of my life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's 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 so weird I think um we we were sort of I can't remember what the conversation originally started off as but it drifted through a few things um and I kind of started thinking about okay I can't remember what the prompt was and I was saying to Laura about like there's some it's really difficult to work out what we're going to do with this or um I'm just not sure sometimes this is feels more complicated or more difficult than you think it would be um and I said it's really interesting I said it's a combination of um as you've mentioned there having had therapy but also for me I felt real value in um I think the last time I had therapy where I wasn't in crisis of going in and going there's something that needs to be worked on I'm not in crisis at the moment this is a really good time to approach it yes And really kind of picking up on actually um one of the things that was really core to some of the stuff that I struggle with is kind of holding core values and like I will hold them very very um strongly and that's been to the detriment of some of the aspects of kind of my general well-being but actually um like in my relationship now with Laura it's a one of those is a really positive thing and I sort of say like actually I can sit here and say like when we we will, if we disagree on something or we're working through the wedding things and it's really difficult. um, Okay. I can kind of come back to, I now know like one of my pillars is that I love you. And actually cool. this other stuff is like, it feels like it matters, but it doesn't really. Yes. Um, yes. And it just reminds me of actually how important that, that, I mean, all of the other therapy time was still important and needed and was crisis relevant. But having that time where it wasn't crisis and an actual kind of self-reflection could happen has been so valuable now in a way that it wasn't actually designed for at the time, if that makes sense.
1: Totally Um, makes sense. I couldn't agree more.
0: But it's, yeah, it's being able to reflect on that. And I think big events, so for us it's, it's a wedding at the moment, but I think big events are times when you maybe don't realise but actually kind of your core I feel like your core values or the core things that you hold on to really play effect because they will dictate the behaviour that you show Um, and being aware of some of them I'm clearly not aware of all of them but being aware of some of them I think I find massively helps because you can kind of reflect on actually this is the core value this is the thing that I really appreciate and want to value this other stuff that I'm worried about Yeah, it's there but it's not the it's not the core thing um that's been quite helpful thinking through oh if I feel worried or panicked on a date that's okay because the main thing is that is our relationship and we're doing this thing that we both want to do um and so the other stuff if it happens it happens it's not in the scale of things it doesn't matter
1: I agree completely and actually you've reminded me of a conversation that I needed to be reminded of which was um it was actually with one of my bridesmaids and her partner Mm. who is he has the most wonderful um sort of perspective on life and he is he is grateful and I don't know how to describe him actually sorry he just has A really great perspective on life and Mm. we we went through a particular period of being quite stressed about the wedding um in fact not so much the wedding but like family stuff to do with the wedding a lot it brought up a lot of stuff within my family Mm. um that probably needed to be dealt with anyway to be honest and the wedding just brought it up and that that has been really a stressful time and anyway um I went for dinner with them outside And he just reminded me of what actually matters, you know, does it actually really matter where people sit or what certain people want to do or how certain people want to get there? Or Mm. it does matter who comes and who doesn't, but also it needs context, you know, Um, Mm. and it just really reminded me of exactly what you're saying, which is that at the end of that day, we'll be married. And we that is what we set out to do. And we will spend the rest of our lives together. And that is what that day is about. That's the takeaway from that day. Anything else is kind of secondary. Um, And since that conversation, I keep trying to sort of remind myself of that often. And when I get overwhelmed about things or things become a bit difficult again, in terms of like stress levels or things cropping up here and there as they do, um, it really just helped me to think, okay, why are we doing this that's what it comes down to why are we doing this we're doing this because we love each other we want to be husband and wife we want to spend our lives together if that's what happens on that day then that's an achievement that's that's a goal reached and that that will be the start of our lives everything else is secondary
0: Mm, mm. that's really true and i think it's it's i don't know i feel like it's also realizing in my mind that there are things that um like something might matter to me but it matters to you more um yes. and like yes got this yes yeah we've got on through the process of the same as you, where we had to kind of work out okay if we can only have 30 people what does that look like who are those people um and that was really well i would say it was really difficult it was a bit of a challenge but i came yeah. around to the idea that actually i really liked the idea of just 30 people um yeah and that was that very much became my preference because it felt different um it also felt a bit more manageable given where we are at the moment um but Laura wanted to have more people and through conversation you realize actually while it matters to me to have a smaller group of people and have this in, more intimate thing that feels safer in my head actually it matters way more to her to have these other people um along so there's scales as well isn't there of working out actually if something's really really important to one of the two of you that's really important for you if it's really important to someone else whether that's a a family member or a friend yeah it's important to some extent but just not as important as it is to one of you and equally there might be something that's really really important to one of you and, and not so much to the other one so it is it's the conversations that need to happen there as well as part of discovering how much you might want something or might not want something
1: yeah completely and i think that's that's something that we've had to think about quite a lot um you know certain family members want certain things and things like that and i mm-hmm. in the end i just thought to myself okay do i care about this or do we as a couple care about this enough to say no to that person is it going to change my day if somebody sits in a certain place probably not Mm. but is it going to significantly improve their day it might do Mm. so it's those things as well um that yes between the two of you as a couple but also when it comes to other people I've really been trying to think about okay do I feel really strongly about this because if I do I'm going to stick to it yeah. does Charlie feel really strongly about this if yes then we're going to stick to it if we don't okay you can have what you want because my god the arguments that it saves and I've mean, had loads already with our families yeah. <laughs> um but it just just my advice to anybody getting married is to choose your battles if you feel strongly about something absolutely stick to your guns mm. non-negotiable if you're not that bothered, just give people what they want because it's so much easier for everyone.
0: <laughs> we, <We've>, Yeah, <laughs> I, I think ours has generally been okay. <laughs> We've had a few where I'm sort of like, oh, can this person be moved to sit nearer this person? And I said, look, just I, <laughs> if you ask me, they sit there or they don't come. <laughs> yeah, so there, sometimes like, there's a scale yeah. in between, isn't there, of going, oh, okay, sure. actually... Yeah, maybe we can be a little bit flexible, but at the same time, yeah.
1: (laughs) You've got to be realistic as well, though, haven't you? Because particularly when you're working with things like um, blended families and stuff, sometimes it's not so easy to just move one person closer to somebody else because then you've got to move three other people um, and things like that. And I think people don't realise that when they ask you. So quite often if you just explain and it's like, well, actually we can't do that because that then impacts x y and z for five other people they'll probably be like oh fine totally get it the people that aren't then quite frankly whatever um but lots of people will then be like it's okay um but it's you know you've got all these sort of intricate details (laughs) (laughs) to think about and i think on the outside they're not always visible to other people so they think oh i'm just asking to sit next to whoever Mm -hmm. um and when you've got the table plan in front of you from your perspective, you're thinking, Oh, actually, it's not actually as easy as you think for us no, to do that.
0: No. <laughs> we we were literally looking at seating plans on the weekend and um we're looking at having three rows of people rather than kind of round tables. Yeah. And I had I had a, a row front to back where everyone sat on there knew the person to their right and to their left.
1: Amazing
0: and then we had to move someone and i was like no you've ruined the row
1: That's so disappointing. <laughs> i really feel for you about that
0: um but i mean the other two rows didn't have that there were bits where you only knew one person on one side but just because i'd had a whole row all the way down i was like oh, look at that <laughs> um yeah. but yeah so you <laughs> sometimes you just have to accept i think it's not quite going to be perfect you're always going to be i've been to a few weddings where um i've known very, very few people, let alone the people I'm sat next to. Um mm. so I think sometimes there's an element of you sort of as a guest, I think I think it's okay to say this given that I have been the guest. You you accept you're going and you can't have the expectation that you're gonna sit in certain places. Family makes it really oh. difficult and kinda of, yeah, there's different things that feed into that. But I think personally when you're a, you're a guest you know you you sit where you're given a chair uh, yeah,
1: totally. totally
0: and i think you you to some extent rely on you've been invited as a friend or family member and you haven't just been randomly put somewhere for the most part um you've been put there because hopefully you've got something in common with or you know someone else that you're near um we've tried i've tried very hard not just to go here's a group of people with children and go, that's the thing yeah. they have in common. Um, yeah. It's, so
1: you... <laughs> I think it's thoughtless, isn't it? You've been put there for a reason probably. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it just falls back to the, I mean, maybe children don't mind it, but it falls back to that. Oh, we just put, there's a children's table. You going to sit there. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's, it's trying to put that together. I mean, yeah, I've been to a couple of years ago. I went to a friend's wedding and it, I knew, I knew a, Couple of the ushers because I'd been to the stag do, but really I knew the groom and one other person. Um, yeah. and the other person was on the table that I was put on, but um, I think there were three of us that were um people that watched and liked wrestling, so it was like, oh, we never really <laughs> met each other, but we've got something in common. Oh, great, great, yeah. Um, but... so yeah, there, there's a little bit of you can tell that thought has gone into and it must be difficult when you've got friends from different places from old jobs or places you've moved from to try to tie people together must be very difficult and I think that's where we've I think for the most part we've tried to invite um couples rather than inviting one person and not the other and I think we've done I think we've done that all the way through um but yeah there's still some people that are coming on their own um and you hope that they're they're happy to to yeah just engage and have a chat with people
1: yeah I mean I completely like I so get that it is difficult for some people like if you don't know anybody to go up and start a conversation with people can be really daunting Mm -hmm. but I can also completely agree that as a wedding guest you I don't know how to say this (laughs) um
0: (laughs) You know that's what you sign up for,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do like you do what you're asked to do, um, and I do think that in a way, I hope this doesn't come across in the wrong way at all, um but one, you'd hope that guests would just sort of get on with it for your sake mm. and because they're happy to be there and celebrate your marriage, um but I do also feel you know I'm the first out of my friendship group to get married and it will it makes me think that it might change how I behave or even just plant the thought in my head about how I behave as a guest or a part of a bridal party in future mm. um i it's not like I've attended loads of weddings um like I say, I'm the first out of our group um but it does make me think like there are certain things that I will think about as a guest or as a Mm -hmm. bridesmaid or whatever i might be in future that perhaps wouldn't have crossed my mind having been a bride myself Mm -hmm. i don't know if you sort of feel the same about that um but yeah there are certainly things that i will do and not do as a guest
0: i yeah i think a big thing for me is realizing the cost of yeah separate aspects of the day um and and yeah realizing actually there's a lot of cost gone into these different things it's really easy to go along to something i mean we've both done we've both done um like events networking and you know you can spend ages putting something together um and feel like it's really really good but you could also just be an attendee that turns up and goes well that was shit <laughs> <laughs> um <Yeah>. so <laughs> but it's it's really easy to pick holes in something that you haven't had to set up and I think if you are nice. going along to a wedding and thinking oh I might be getting married in next year or the year after or whenever it'd be easy to go along and go hmm, I really like that but I wouldn't have done it like that or oh, I yeah. wouldn't have chosen to do um but I think for the most part I think having having been to a few of a few weddings as guests um and having had one, I think you just realize that the timing is so so weird because as a guest, it can feel quite long sometimes there are bits yes. where there are kind of gaps in the day where you're like there isn't really anything to do and you're like there's like 60 other people just talk to someone um but it can feel like yeah there's not really anything to do with just hanging around Mm. whereas if you are not even just the people getting married but if you're the people getting married or um a fairly active member of the wedding party the day goes so quickly um and it's really hard to gauge that because it's such a different perspective of time um so i think that's one where it's really helpful if there are a a good few people that know people or you've got kind of proactive bridesmaids ushers whoever that will kind of be aware okay can so-and-so has come on their own can you just kind of check in on them in one of the bits where not much is going on um
2: that's huge
0: i've i've been to one where um I went to my friend Jess's wedding, and um, I knew no one else, like literally no one and um, she had mentioned to two friends to say, "Oh, like Mike doesn't know anyone. Can you just go and say hello during the bit in between the ceremony and the food? So they came over and said, hello, I had a bit of a chat to them um and then I think one of them was on the table I was sat on as well, so then that was quite nice because then, when we sat down i'd already spoken to one person
1: um
0: like i was i mean the phone signal was pretty bad so that was a bit annoying because i would have happily just filled the time looking at my phone um but yeah it's i think it is important if you know you're going to have a couple of people that don't know anyone or are going to be really limited as to who they do know to maybe utilize some of those wedding party people to check in on them um
1: Full Thank yeah you.
0: i think that's that's a useful i think we've got i think we might have three people um but those people are coming as as couples so it's, again although they won't know anyone else at least there is one other person there with them um so yeah we'll probably think about just Oh, can i think we've even sat one person next to one of the ushers who's um single so he'll be happy to sit there and chat with them yeah Uh, but yeah it's 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 trying to keep everyone i don't want to say try and keep everyone happy because i think that's got quite a negative context but just the idea of you want everyone to enjoy the day as much as
1: possible yes totally totally is there you know having had your own wedding before but also attended quite a few is there anything I guess firstly that you would do differently or would not focus on or equally focus on or that you've picked up from other weddings where you think that was a really good idea you know kind of like what you've just mm. said and the wrestling anecdote um what would your advice be I guess
0: oh I don't know um it depends on the person I think mm-hmm. um like I I'm not having a best man this time round uh um, yeah so i've got five uh, i've got five ushers um so i've got three i've got two, oh my goodness i've got two friends that are friends from secondary school um uh my niece uh a friend that i used to play i think under 16s hockey with and then oh. we didn't. i think we had about 10 years where we didn't see each other we just drifted apart um and then in the last i guess last five years we've kind of reconnected over board games which has been really nice um so yeah he's he's one of my others and um sophie who you might know from blogging world is also going to be one of my ushers um so it's a nice spread of kind of the people that have been quite important in different stages um of of life um but for me I think probably going back to some of those core values i really struggle with trusting people and um Mm. I I don't I don't don't really talk to the person that was my best man previously Mm. um we are now I guess acquaintances um on on the the edge of that kind of uh, yeah rapport so I very like pretty much straight away I knew I didn't want a best man um so it's just working out kind of what works for you and being quite clear with with the people that are part of that wedding party what your expectations are so all of um well apart from my niece I'm not not putting too much pressure on her um but the rest know oh like there might be a few extra things because there isn't a best man but also if any of it is something that you're not comfortable with that's fine like someone else will be able to do that um so I think that that's a a big thing I guess if there's anything that might be a surprise to people that's also good to uh, sort of soundboard off people um so one thing for us is that um probably we're not 100% but probably I'm going to be changing my name um so that's obviously a big thing to soundboard with people so they're not suddenly surprised on the day um
1: good for you man so thank you
0: thank you um so yeah it's it's one of those where you've kind of you've got to introduce it to people and let them have a chance to get used to um that's something you might be doing um there's a journey there um same with the stuff around best man like making sure suddenly on the day no one's surprised or kind of feels like there's one person that is meant to be the best man um so yeah there's a lot of kind of managing that and gradually communicating those things outward um a big thing for both of us is some of the stuff around I don't know if you're having a church ceremony but um I have been to some church ceremonies that were Um, well one in particular the couple are absolutely lovely um but in some of the the scripture that was read and some of the words that were used they were quite negative around people that are divorced and around um people being gay um and um at that wedding um i was stood there and i think i i think i i think i was like a year two years separated at that time um mm. and I was stood next to my friend who is gay and we both looked at each other and we're like what the hell is this um yeah,
1: so I think is... it's
0: it's really difficult and there's not always ways that you can change that but we we have we've been very open with the people at the church that we've spoken to and, and Laura knows them very well from kind of being a long-standing member of, of the the church work that goes on in our area um yeah. But being quite sort of forthright around, actually, there are certain things that we would prefer are are not read or is there a way that can be kind of worded differently? Are there two versions? Okay, so we can have the second version rather than the first. Um, So, yeah, it's not always things that can be changed, but it's working out kind of what's really important to you. Are there people that are really important to you that are going to be there on the day that might be affected by some of the stuff that's read? um yeah. i know i can say honest i would have never thought of any of that before it, it, no. i gave that no thought the first time because i've not had the experiences i've had that would lead me to having those types of thoughts
2: Good Think about that. yeah definitely um,
0: but yeah if you've got people that are attending uh, i mean i'd like to think we should be doing this anyway but it's usually that we're prompted by who's in the room um and is is that or could that be viewed as being quite anti- someone that you actually have invited yeah. to come along to the day um so yeah that's it's a good it's having a look and thinking about it like i said it's not always obvious you can't avoid everything but there are sometimes options there are sometimes here's the traditional version here's a slightly adapted version oh okay so there, there's sometimes some scope within that
1: yeah that's a really interesting one that you say that just sort of made me think actually because um we've got two hymns and two readings um Mm. and my cousin who is very young bless her is writing one of our readings which is Mm. very sweet oh that's um our other reading will be read by charlie's cousin and we've selected it um and i as we would look it had to be a bible reading as stated by our vicar Mm. um it was fine but as i was going through them i was a bit sort of taken aback and i must admit i wasn't thinking about it from a guest perspective at all i was thinking a bit more like from my perspective like possibly quite a selfish perspective which is i can't have anything read out that i can't support you mm. know if something was to be read out that was oh, i don't know anti-gay or something mm. like that would upset me yeah. um, and i i i couldn't have that read at my wedding you know Mm. uh, and this absolutely isn't a criticism of anybody at all because it's absolutely a personal preference um but I definitely remember being sort of taken aback by some of the readings that we found and absolutely some of them are beautiful Mm. um and we did manage to find one in the end but it's really interesting that you're sort of saying to think about that from a guest perspective because that didn't even cross my mind I was thinking what you know what do I support (laughs) and what (laughs) equally what do I not support what can we not talk about that is going to upset me um because you know I will very openly say that I don't agree with all of Christian values and things that are in the bible um so to have those read on the day could potentially be quite upsetting for people and I see that completely it's
0: it's having that balance isn't it because I think yeah there will be there will be bits and we've had conversations where there are some some bits of text that I will find more controversial than Laura does yeah in the most well not in the most definitely sometimes it's because I don't understand them and so I'm automatically going well that's quite a negative thing to say yeah i am actually uh, I can honestly say I'm interpreting it wrong um but at the same time well if I don't know what it means that's still how someone else might hear it yes so it's having a balance isn't it you're not going to be able to please everyone but like you say it's it's wanting to make sure that you've kind of made that effort to be aware of of what's being read out of what's being said um I could not believe we looked through I think we did all this for like the readings and some of the stuff that that needs to be read out and we got to the um to the vows, and I was like, "Oh, I'm ready. Here are the bits that I'm gonna absolutely rip apart and say we can't say that." And they were all yeah. completely fine. There was no changes. The, <laughs> yeah. uh, the honor and obey business is gone already. Um, yes, I was almost a bit disappointed. I was like, "Oh, okay, then this is fine."
1: <laughs> I wanted to be able to take something out. <laughs> I, do you know, I had the same thought actually, because when um we have to have our order of service sort of approves, obviously. So hmm. our vicar hmm. sent us an example. Um, of the latest traditional Church of England marriage service, yeah. um, and so much of it has stayed in. I was really surprised, like you say, mm. about the vows, and I mm. noticed it had in brackets, "you you may say obey," mm. um, and you know we agree between us that I, we, we wouldn't be saying that, and that's fine. Mm. But it sort of struck me a bit because we we did a marriage prep. I think that's what they call it, a marriage oh, prep course with the church. Yeah, I think ours
0: um, is on I think ours is this weekend or next weekend.
1: Oh my goodness, it was absolutely brilliant.
0: Oh um, that's good to hear. I,
1: I honestly I really hope it's the same one because it was brilliant and it was progressive. Um mm. and it was talking about so many things that I just didn't expect it to, I guess. That's my perception I guess mm. in a way so it may be different for you but it was it was very aware of potential current situations for people in that they might be living together already or they might have children already they mm. may have been married before and things like that it was a lot more realistic for this day and age and it yeah. wasn't about how a wife ser- serves her husband all the time and <laughs> you know all yeah. of this sort of stuff because I was genuinely concerned that I'd be stepping back into 19- 50s like, or whatever, mm-hmm. and honestly, it was so good. We learned so much from it about each other, about ourselves. And you know, we're 10 years in, I thought I knew him. <laughs> um, <turned laughs> up, there's always something to Turns learn. Turns out his favorite
0: um, color is yellow, <laughs> yeah,
1: <never. laughs> um, um, yeah, brilliant. And these are conversations that we go back to often, mm-hmm. um in terms of like managing a household together and things like that and what you what each of you expect from a marriage and from the other person and things like that I really hope you enjoy it because yeah we loved it and I was very pleasantly surprised
0: oh that sounds very good I think it does feel um there are there are times when I am kind of reminded of like actually the the scope of uh faith and religion I guess of it it really it has changed for the most part from what it is in my head but also there's just such scope that it's not practiced it's not um believed in in the same way by any two people really absolutely Um, it's yeah it it does feel much more welcoming than I think I would have thought it, it was gonna be I was ready for um a little bit more uh I was ready for there to be more things that I would struggle with, yeah um, me too. and I think even when we were looking through some of the uh some of the stuff that's part of the service, and um there were bits where it sort of implied no it didn't imply it stated in the wording that like the idea is that your the ultimate success for a family is a a man and a woman to be married and to have children and to be a family um, oh. and I was like I just. I don't really like that I was like I I don't think it doesn't have to be a man and a woman they don't have to have children um yeah so we were able to have there were elements that we could have slightly altered um uh and I think it was like oh it it doesn't have it could be rather than sort of say they have to be or they will become a family it's they could become a family um so slight changes like that I couldn't get around the idea there was no changing on it should be two people um the idea that there could be more than two people in a relationship was a bit of a non-goer in those conversations but i succeeded with that it doesn't have to be male and female they don't have to have children
2: um
0: but just yeah the openness i I guess it's also dependent on your on your i guess your vicar or your priest I, i don't know the titles um but the the church person that's leading as to their willingness to adjust some of that wording or to give you those other options based on what they believe and how they preach I suppose I
1: agree yeah completely and uh, well yeah I couldn't agree more and this is something that sort of struck me because when we basically there was a new vicar in the parish that we're getting married in and it it was in lockdown so we had to have our meeting with him via zoom and we'd Mm -hmm. never met him before um and it it was a bit a bit of an interview very slightly um and we were talking about our he was asking us about our beliefs and why we want to get married at all and why we want to get married in the church Mm -hmm. um and sort of all the things that you'd expect you know and i i was very honest um and we explained about why we want to get married and how we met and all of that lovely stuff. And when it came to, you know, do you believe in God? I was like, I don't know. I mm. absolutely don't know right now. Um, and our vicar was amazing actually. And I was pleasantly surprised because he was like, I really appreciate your honesty. Everything is open to interpretation. Work out what your interpretation is. Um and that, to me, just set everything up in the right way. That was the first conversation we'd had with him. And I thought, you know, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you because we want to get married in the church. Mm. <laughs> um, and he was just like, yeah, really appreciate your honesty. And he's right. It is so about your interpretation of things. Um, and, you know, I'm with you that success, once again, is your interpretation of things. It's different for everybody. For some people, that might be having children. For some, it might not be. Um I think it's amazing that you've you've had that changed um, I mean we haven't had, we haven't come across anything that I really felt need I took some some things out actually but I can't remember what they were off the top of my head but I don't remember reading anything and thinking oh my goodness that has to come out I think mm. it was actually more for like time-saving reasons
0: mm. mm. Yeah, it's it's different thing. It's it's really interesting, and it's not like I I liked that. Um, obviously as part of our, let's call them an interview, as part of our like yeah. church interview, um, I had to go through kind of my by the like the history of being married and and being divorced yeah. and kind of when that was and how that happened, um, and then kind of at the end of that the um vicar slash priest slash whoever um said actually we do have a i can't remember what they called it but um like a a remarriage course so it's an opportunity oh, for that? you to so you you're invited to sit and to speak with the the vicar i don't know if it's in a group or in a one i think it's a one-to-one or a one-to-two um and it was yeah that was a really it was a really nice and a really kind and a really thought through offer and i understand why they have it from their side to kind of protect marriage uh um but it was a very nice offer to have and i was really thinking about it and once i got the the kind of the material through it was it was too much kind of based on the 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 church and the religion side and how that might be impacted upon kind of your previous marriage and i was like actually no i'm not worried that um, like God doesn't love me or I've uh, failed in God's eyes um, I was like I'm more worried that I feel like I failed or I feel like I've done something wrong or, or whatever I'm not worried about it in the way that this course is structured yeah I'm so with you. the course wasn't for me but the very fact that that had been kind of thought about and offered and the way it was offered probably more than well, it was I really appreciated that and I thought that really felt like there's a Uh, um, I don't know about welcoming but a kind of yeah a welcoming or a warmth to people can be remarried because I was concerned Mm. that having been married before I wouldn't be allowed to be married in the church Um, because in my head that's a rule now apparently that's not been a rule for a while but I I, I, in my head that is a rule Um, maybe it's different depending on where you are I'm not sure but yeah, yeah I was quite worried that I know that Laura very much wants that and that that was potentially something I was like, I'm not sure that I'll be allowed to do that.
1: Yeah. So I'm really surprised that that exists in the most positive way, um, mm. because I didn't know that either. Um, and I was sort of with the same school of thought as you, is that, you know, it wouldn't be mm. allowed, accepted, or the blessing wouldn't be given. Um, so I'm, yeah, pleasantly surprised. But I have been pleasantly surprised by the church, in this whole experience, really, and I know that probably sounds quite silly, um, but genuinely I have, and like, it was one of the main concerns that I had um, because neither Charlie or I are christened mm. um, at the EBS. So I, you know, we were worried, what, would we be able to, to get married mm. in the church? Mm. Um, but also I was, aside from that, because, you know, if we couldn't, we couldn't, we'd get married somewhere else and it would be mm. beautiful. Um, but more from what our marriage meant Mm. if that makes sense um and whether that aligns with what marriage means to us because if getting married in the church means that I'm vowing to obey that doesn't align for example with Mm. our understanding of our marriage together um Mm. and that that was my sort of main concern and it's absolutely been fine um, mm. I have no concerns about that anymore and that's been a really nice part of it actually um, that we've sort of come back to every now and again as a really nice part of the experience
0: mm.
2: Mm.
1: I don't yeah. know why I'm so surprised by that but I am
0: <laughs> I, I I think I, well we have a lot of similarities don't we but I think we have mm. a, a similar maybe mindset of being kind of non non-practicing People of a, a particular yeah. religion or faith um i think it's it's been really weird because i i don't know do you know about the the alpha courses no don't
1: so, think so. The,
0: there's a, an alpha course which is basically it's things that are run by certain churches um but they're opportunities for people that are well it's, it's aimed at people that are not currently practicing christians or not regular attendees of, of church and the idea yeah, yeah. is to prompt conversation within the the course of um what do you think about um what is god to you what's jesus to you what what's right and wrong what's um where do you what do you think about certain things now cynically um my mindset and it's still slightly is it's a recruitment tool it's a free course that you can go on and you get depending on how it's run you can get some free food it's a lovely tactic to recruit people yeah um but i've got to be i've done it twice um the first time i did it with laura because i thought it would be a good thing as a um as a non-practicing christian as someone that is not a a kind of a a believer of of that particular faith um kind of get involved to have those discussions um and uh, the second time it was her church running it and they were kind of a little bit low on numbers and then it was so it was an opportunity to go and help out and then also um laura's dad signed up so it was an opportunity to go and actually have a bit of time to connect with him um so both times it's been really really good and it really prompts conversation it hasn't really changed my mind as such but i would say it's an amazing opportunity to discover a bit more about what you think and maybe why you think it yeah. um for and for to be around other people that are also wanting to to discuss that so you are kind of facilitated more than led but it depends on who your yeah. people are um by people that are uh, within that church so they will structure the conversation um but it's a really really good opportunity and i wouldn't i wouldn't be against doing it again in the future because maybe your, maybe your mind changes over time you have different Absolutely. life experiences yeah. and you come back to stuff um but i think that that was really nice and it, it's again it's an opportunity to get that insight and it might be that um after you've had this experience with the church and getting married that you think actually maybe i would like to know a little bit more and I think that they're they're quite nice opportunities to do that. Um and I think yeah I, I would say it is partly because of Laura that I feel I've always thought church and Christians were very recruity. Um and it just and it feels like there's a lot of people that aren't like that, that actually they're happy and they're enjoying what they're doing and they just want to share that with people and there's there's not pressure to there's a little bit of pressure there's not a lot of pressure to go oh i actually feel the same way um you've given that space to kind of think about it and i think that's what i've found good with all the way through as we've said with some of the stuff with the church of being able to say actually i think this or i i don't agree with that um and there will be things that they can't negotiate on of course there will um but they it it's felt a lot more like an open discussion rather than kind of a hard line of, well, if you want to come here, you have to do this and that's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, to me, that's what it's about. It's, it's um maybe this is just sort of where I am, but it's, it's exploration. It's that I'm not open or closed to anything in particular that I have perhaps a curiosity that comes and goes. Um But ultimately I don't know. And being able to say that to somebody Mm. in absolute honesty, you know, I don't know what I think about that. Um, And then being able to come back a month later and say, actually, I've thought about what you said, and I disagree because of X, Y, Z, or actually I can't support that because of whatever. Um, And all the time that is encouraged and, like you say, facilitated, I'm absolutely all for that. Um, I think for me, it's, I mean you know what I'm like (laughs) Um, (laughs) I won't be told what to think Um, Mm. and if I disagree I'll tell you Um, Mm. and that can be quite difficult but one of my closest friends who is actually a bridesmaid um, goes to church and I went to her baptism and I've been friends with her for a long long time and she is brilliant Um, and her and I have very open conversations um, where I will ask her the questions that I don't feel I can ask anyone else if that makes sense no. and it's yeah. always open conversation that is honest and non-judgmental um and those have been brilliant not just through the time of us um sort of planning the wedding but even before then you know going through teenage years and I'd go to her and I'd be like what would you like how would you explain this and she would explain it but she would say but that is my view your view is totally down to you um and to me that is quite a powerful thing they're really powerful conversations to have
0: yeah it's being with people that are prepared to have that openness I think is is really good and it's uh, it's, it's sort of I know it feels like we've drifted from the wedding but I think it it is related (laughs) because it feels like we're talking about like this this day that means so much and what it kind of signifies and I think it is you don't want to be somewhere that feels closed off or isn't in keeping with yeah um yeah your views or your values and I think that's been that's been a really pleasing thing for me to be able to sort of say yeah maybe um not practicing um or believing in the same thing but actually we're both welcoming of each other and we're not we're not vastly different we're just kind of placing different values on certain things
1: yeah absolutely you're right it's it's warmth and it's being welcoming and accepting of each other and allowing yourself to be different from other people and to think about things in a different way you know as long as I don't find something really Really offensive mm. um or is breaking the law or something you know um, I think it's okay to be different, and it's okay to have different views and i do I think that actually our experience of the church through getting married has showed me that that is becoming more of the way it seems that actually it's not so much you must have this specific view and do these specific actions or behave in a specific way, it's actually. I welcome you as another human being Mm. to have a discussion and that to me is why now I feel much more open to the whole concept um you know when I was younger I would have shut it down completely um Mm. yeah I I was quite anti-religion actually um for lots of reasons um and I think now this has helped me to be a bit more open to it because of the treatment that I've had um yeah, I hope I explained that. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think so. And I think that's all I think you want you want to have had that positive experience, don't you? Whether you go on to to, you know, be dropping in every Sunday or whether you never go there again, I think that you've had a positive experience, a positive relationship with the the members of the church that you interact with, that you have a positive experience in that location. Um surely that's of benefit to you and to them as a church as well because you go away with that positive message we just sat here for 20 minutes and said how positive our experience has has been even though neither of us are um you know attending or active members of, of that particular community and i think that's um hopefully it's definitely not the case everywhere but that's hopefully the kind of the the welcomingness it's definitely not a word the the welcoming <laughs> nature <laughs> um that you kind of see more of um in those settings and i think that is really important that we, we see the, you know the growth of of same-sex marriages and and um the the opportunities for more people to kind of celebrate um and have their relationships recognized in a certain way i think is really important that we you know we as um we as a person are able to sort of see that that environment changing
1: yeah i i agree um and actually you know when i sort of touched on it then when i was younger like sort of young teen i would have wanted to get married in a church just cuz it was pretty you know mm. or because it's traditional because that's what i was like when i was a teenager i suppose mm. um but now you know i think I don't know how to say it um had things not moved on at all I don't think morally I'd be comfortable getting married in the church um Mm. and it sort of touches on what you were saying just now really about whether it reflects your values as a couple and as individuals and as human beings Mm. um I think I would have found it really difficult and it's like we were saying about the readings and things like that Mm. I just can't Support it, you know, and to be to stand in a in a space on your wedding day and get married in it that doesn't support your values or vice versa is a massive deal, massive Mm. deal. Um, and I think now with a slightly older head on my shoulders, I couldn't, I couldn't have done it, you know. I'm very much of the thought of love is love, love who you want, um, Mm. as long as it's legal, love who you want, um, because, in fact, no. Not even if it's legal. Um you know what I mean. Um, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't care if you're gay, if you're straight, if you're bisexual, if you're trans. I don't care. And I think you should be able to celebrate your life and your love together. Um, so it it yeah, it's a really interesting one getting married in the church. And I it would have been different a few years ago for me, definitely. Um yeah i don't feel i explain that very well
0: <laughs> I, what you mean. I think it's really interesting as well because i was just wondering when you were saying that um like we're kind of giving it all this thought predominantly because it's in a church i just wonder it's a it's a spiral down a different direction but i just wonder whether we would be giving it quite as much thought if we were just getting married in a in a hall somewhere um and there's yeah, there's rights and wrongs to that. Um I, I say we should be giving it thought all the time. But I, I think it's yeah. prompted because we're we have those certain expectations, don't we? Of oh, we're doing it in a church, so there's gonna be problems or there's gonna be things that are, are not as I want them to be. Um when it's yeah, it's it's also that recognition that we're making some of those assumptions based on um historic actions that actually are not i don't know i still in my mind feel like they're more common but maybe they're not actually the common thing maybe that is kind of the the minority of churches are acting in that way and with those values now i don't i don't i honestly don't know but it does feel like there are more and more people that i speak to that have this whether they're practicing or not they are positive experiences of of um of church and it is predominantly of church and it is predominantly christianity because of the people i'm speaking to um it feels like generally in relation to um no i can't say in relation to religion because it is mostly christianity um but it does feel like there's that slightly more welcoming slightly more opening up of of ideas
1: i hope so i mean pardon me i don't want to be naive and think that because it's what i want to think you know i don't want that to come from a place of hope because we need to be realistic as well but in the experience that we have had with this particular church where we are to be married I have felt that we are accepted and that our guests are accepted and that our marriage is accepted Mm. um I don't know if it would be different if I was I don't know of a different sexuality or different race I I genuinely don't know. I can go on the experience that I have had because Mm. you sort of touched on it there. I don't know much about it. I don't know what's happening elsewhere in the country with regards to religion and getting married and things like that. Um, One thing I will say is that I think, I mean, you never know what would have happened, but I do think that us getting married in the church has encouraged me to think more about marriage as a concept and, Mm it means to us as individuals mainly through the marriage prep course um Mm. i wonder if i if we hadn't have done that course or if we weren't married in the church would i have had those thoughts would we have had those conversations i don't think so Mm. um in all honesty um i don't think i would have really thought about it and actually i'm really glad that i have i'm really glad that we've thought about marriage as a much bigger picture as a wider concept about what it means to us as individuals what our expectations are and I'm not sure we would have done that anyway so I think that's the one thing I can safely sort of say
0: Mm. no I think that's good I think it's um yeah I think it's a it's a good thing to have had those those discussions to have that thought I think it um I, I was just thinking oh there's there's a an event that we went to that was like a couples event and i was like oh that was a really good thing i should mention that but it's sort of unrelated but thinking it was actually run by a church yeah um uh and we went because it was run by one of the the other well, church that ran it was the the church that hosted the alpha cor- the original alpha course i went to yeah um and so i still follow i follow them on, on facebook so i see some odd stuff pop up every so often um and they were hosting a couple's night and it was like, um, I don't know, it's like 10 or 15 quid to go along. You get, um, uh, I th- think it was, I want to say it's like maybe two uh, two hours or something like that, where it was, you got an introduction from the church. Well, from the vicar. Um, but it wasn't the kind of friend as is, this isn't a church event. Um, you are just, it's just being hosted in a church. Right. Um, yeah they had two out well they had a couple that were married that were outside speakers and they kind of came did a little bit of a a chatty bit at the beginning and then um like the there were two or three sections to the rest of the evening where you were just given time you're all sat kind of on your table with your um the person you've come with like assuming most of those people were partnered up could have just been a friend um yeah but uh yeah the idea was to prompt conversation so they would say like in this gap we're going to do questions one to five so you just sit there and chat through the questions and um they were in my head it's like a they well they were definitely better than buzzfeed questions but it was those types of like what do you think about this um who should who should do the washing or whatever and um uh like just quite interesting couple questions and i think because they're facilitated it in a really nice way it was another thing that sort of um, made having those discussions um, more valued I think because yep. not to say that we wouldn't have had those conversations anyway but we definitely wouldn't have made the time to sit there and have those two hours really? of genuinely like sit ask a question and listen to each other um, and I think it's lovely that that was a church thing or whatever but just events like that where you actually have the opportunity to sit and listen to what each other thinks away from away from the house which is obviously hard to do at the moment but um there's no distraction of like we need to do the dishes or the washings just finished or the cats need feeding or it's about to, it's time to do dinner um like just going out sitting at a table and and working through those questions was a really really lovely thing um yeah and i think was a good for me that was a really nice kind of reinforcement of actually the value of um like us as a couple and what we have in each other and realizing you know it's important to have those moments where you spend a bit of time just chatting i think is really important
1: yeah. i'm so so with you on that um i mean when we got engaged what, sorry when we first got engaged um I kind of thought it wouldn't change anything. Mm. Um, and I think I was quite naive <laughs> um, because I was like, you know, we've been together quite a long time. We know each other very well. This probably isn't really going to change anything. And it really has in the best possible way, um, exactly for that reason. You know, it's enforcing our value as a couple by having those conversations and actually how compatible we are. Um, and you know i sort of mentioned earlier that we've had quite a lot of sort of family fallout um during the wedding planning process and we have completely stuck together in in everything um mm. and i you know i'm not we wouldn't have done that anyway but it's a real underlying feeling of complete security and trust and I think us having had those conversations is quite a big reason for that or quite a big part of that, because I've kind of got to a place that I've never been able to get to with anybody before. And like you, I struggle to trust hugely. Mm. Uh, and I, I sort of got to a point where I was like, it kind of doesn't matter about anything else or anyone else. You know, anything can happen to me at this point, And as long as I have you, I'll be fine. Mm. Um That was a really interesting thing for me because I've never, like I said, never had that before. Never been close to that before. And I think actually my mental ill health in the past has been quite a big part of that. And it was it's been a real turning point, not only in our relationship, but for me individually. Um, And like I say, I think having those conversations together has really been a surprisingly big part of that. Um, and I think that's why I'm all for that course really I'm really I'm so grateful that we did it absolutely outdid my expectations Um, yeah it's it's a really interesting or quite difficult feeling to describe I think and I don't want to be too sort of slushy Um, but um, yeah it's it allows you to go through day-to-day life with an underlying feeling of something that I can't quite describe (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I'm absolutely not saying that you can't have that if you don't get married because I think you can the point I'm making is that the conversations that we've had through the wedding planning process Mm. have completely enhanced that if that makes sense
0: yeah I think there's it's 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 one of those conversations isn't it like you say that can bring you together and it can bring you closer and that could be different conversations for different people it can be around having children it could be around certain jobs it could be uprooting and moving to a different area um i think it's yeah it's different things for different people i th- I yeah. think it is one of those occasions where you really get a chance to see into what Someone else wants and what yes. they value and what's important to them, how they can communicate that to you as well that like you said, there's lots of different struggles and lots of different things to work out, so the communication comes across, and I think yeah. the value of your relationship to each other and maybe for some people, maybe it tests the limits a little bit um we've been really fortunate in that we haven't really had that um but it, yeah, it can really show you kind of the, the 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 value and the 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 location I guess that your relationship is in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's a, a massive thing. I think we both mentioned the that idea of trust and kind of knowing, oh, this person has said this, but re- really, where are they? And yeah, it's, I it's mean conversation. It. Yeah, it's conversations like this that I think show the 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 truth that they have and also the conviction behind that and reinforces okay for well for me of going I have a concern of like you can say this and it can be 100% true today but are you really gonna still mean that or feel that tomorrow um having this conversation or having these conversations and having them repeatedly over a period of time that starts to help build up your confidence and your trust in that person that um, I can never confidently say anything's 100% but I feel like I, I can become more confident and I can become more trusting and you kind of you can build that up over time definitely and for us that's a wedding Um, but for, for someone else it could be something else Um, yeah, and it I could think be. it's it's it could be different things in different relationships as well i know um when i met laura i wasn't looking for a girlfriend um and even when we started going out i was like i don't really know that i ever really want to be married again things change over time and i think it's again that's where the communication comes in of going you know things can change hopefully usually for the better but sometimes they can change in a negative way and that's why again conversation is really really important and building up those skills and valuing that time that you have together to have those conversations is so important
1: yeah de- definitely de- yeah um I couldn't agree more really um nothing to add
0: <laughs> oh wow I think given given we are well over our expected hour <laughs> Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um. we can we can wrap up there it's not been our it's not been our usual conversation but I've absolutely loved sitting down and having a chat um yeah, we will we will I'm sure um have another one at some stage as we panic for oh my god something's happened what do we do now <laughs> um but uh if people do want to go and find out more about what's going on with you Hannah where can they go <laughs>
1: um so actually this is um a really annoying thing um I had an Instagram account called PTSD pearls I actually closed down my blog um and basically the only thing I kept was my Twitter account and a new Instagram account solely about PTSD and I loved it I loved creating content for it I loved speaking to people um it was a real sort of community vibe um And I got locked out of it and Instagram wouldn't give it back to me, Um, which is really disappointing, even to the point where I sent them photos of my face wearing the same shirt in a photo on the feed and holding up a code in real time. And they still wouldn't accept that it was me. Um, So that was very disappointing. Um, But anyway, so I've had to start a new one which is ptsd underscore pearls as in pearls of wisdom um and that's where i'm trying to sort of rebuild that community vibe and just share what i'm up to how i'm getting on with things um and try and share just little nuggets of recovery really and what what's going on
0: awesome well thank you so much for for coming on today and for sharing loads of different insights it's been a lovely conversation i hope everything goes well and i look forward to talking again soon
1: yeah, thank you for having me, and I'm sure we'll speak before, but if not, have the best day ever.
0: Oh, thank you very much, and congratulations, and happy, happy wedding day to you too. Thank you.
1: said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this 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 shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well, so it sort of started from there. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it.